No, if, if, I, if I'm being honest with you, um, sometimes when, when someone stands to, to bring God's word, it looks easy on, 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 on paper, but actually it's daunting. And I'll tell you why. It's because you stand before God's people and you have this sense of responsibility to bring God's word to them. You know, I don't know what Duncan goes through every week, you know, when he has to bring God's word to people. Because you, it's, it's, it's a responsibility. It's, it's enormous. It's not just standing. It's not like public speaking where you just come and talk. Yeah, bring God's word. And, and God is listening to you as well. And you better get it right as well. So it, it's a it's, it's huge responsibility to, to really stand and, and, and speak God's word to you this morning. And what a wonderful time we've had worshiping, bringing God's word, prophetic pictures and all that. And I want to build on that today. And it's, it's amazing that uh, one of the things we've struggled with this morning is a light coming in. And, and you, you'll see how that relates to what I'm about to bring to you uh, today. Because we need to just get rid of all the cuttings and let the light shine in because that is what God wants to do in this place today. So... I'm just going to pray, and then before I pray, I want to ask a question. If you have a treasure, where would you put it? For the ladies that have got the jewelries and, and bracelets and everything, where will you put it in the house? Where is the most secure place in your home that you are so certain that if somebody breaks in, they will not find your most prized possession? Just think about it for a minute. If you don't know, my name is Dyer. Um, I'm one of the leaders in this church, so I will be sharing God's word with you this morning. So let's pray, and then we'll look at what God has for us today. Lord, we come to this point, oh God, and we are so grateful for your word to us. And I ask, as I stand to bring this word, I feel a lot of responsibility on my shoulder this morning to, to share this word with your people. Oh, and I pray with the whole of my heart, oh God. That this world will be a blessing to someone in this place, oh God. And let your name be glorified. And what a joy to know you are listening to what I'm about to say. Oh, so grateful for that, Lord. And we give you all the glory, we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Whoop. Treasures in jars of clay. So we're going to look at 2 Corinthians 4, 1 to 11. Now, when I was preparing for this, I began to look at online that where, what are the most awkward places that people put treasures in? And it's so interesting that are, I, I saw this walk, this clock, and actually what they've done is they've drew through the clock, and inside they've put like a box in it. And so you look at the clock and you think, oh, that's a clock. But actually, actually behind the clock is actually a box of treasures in and sometimes people put like treasure behind wallpaper. You think it's just wallpaper, but by drilling through it, you realize that there's something there. And one of my favorite films of all, which interestingly, I think the guy, uh, Tim coming next week also, I think he loves Shawshank Redemption. If I ever watched Shawshank Redemption, when he was, and, you know, he had, he had the wallpaper there, but when the guy came and chewed the stone, and he was surprised that behind that wallpaper, it was a tunnel. And then he had escaped. So when we talk about treasure, oftentimes people try to lock it somewhere. But how does God, where does God put his treasure? And 
where can we find the treasure that God has put where he wants to put it. So we're going to look at 2 Corinthians 4, 1 to 11. It should be on the, on the screen uh, in a minute, and I will read from the CSB version. And it says, Therefore, since we have this ministry, because we were shown mercy, we do not give up. Instead, we have renounced secret and shameful things, not acting deceitfully or, dis or distorting the word of God, but commending ourselves before God to everyone's conscience by an open display of the truth. But if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we are not proclaiming ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servant for Jesus' sake. For God will say, let light shine out of darkness, as shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Now, we have this treasure in clay jars, so that this extraordinary power may be from God and not from us. We are afflicted in every way but not crushed. We are perplexed but not in despair. We are persecuted but not abandoned. We are struck down but not destroyed. We carry, always carry the death of Jesus in our body. So that the life of Jesus may also be displayed in our body. What a word that Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 4. So today, my main point is that God has put his treasures in clay jars. But what does this mean? Now we're going to look at four key points as we go along in this journey. But before we get to those four key points, I just want to emphasize the first few verses in 2 Corinthians 4. You know, Paul began to talk about that he has received the ministry from the Lord because God has shown him mercy. And he began to talk about what this ministry has done in his life. So Paul talks about a ministry that has been received. But this ministry is so powerful. And it has affected every aspect of his life. The gospel changes lives, isn't it? I mean, look at the Paul. Who was a persecutor. All of a sudden, God changed his life forever. And he received this ministry. His life changed. And if you look at verse 2, he began to talk about the things that has changed in his life. He said, we have renounced secret and shameful things. Not acting deceitfully or distorting the word of God. And I want to challenge you this morning. The word you receive every Sunday. How much impact has this word done in your life? Because we hear words every Sunday. And I feel God has put words in when we come before him. And we listen. There's so much that comes out of this place every Sunday. How much have you done with it? How has it changed your life? The gospel changes lives. And that's why Paul said that in verse 2. And then he began to talk about something very important. And when, what I said earlier about we're standing before God's people is so important. If you look at verse 2, he began to say something. They said, we do not hack deceitfully or distort the word of God. It is so easy if you're not careful to distort this word. You can actually apply the word of God to your personal situation, actually without really thinking about what exactly is God saying in his word. If you look at 1 Timothy 2.15, I 
I think it should be on the screen as well. It says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly dividing or handling the word of truth. So as ministers, when we stand before you, we want to make sure that we are rightly dividing, handling God's word. Because it's so easy if you're not careful to handle this word incorrectly. And so when I stand before you, I have done some time in God's presence. I've studied, I've tried to understand what is God saying. Because when I come, I want to rightly, correctly teach him the word of God. It is so important. And how do we do that in this church? So sometimes when we stand before you, I'm standing before you, and sometimes we are accountable to ourselves. So what I'm bringing to you this morning as well, you know, Duncan can come and tell me, Dio, are you sure about that? Jason can come, Jeff can come, and bring correction to me as well. Because that is how we grow as believers. Even Paul, the Bible talks about Paul, he said in Galatians 2, he said, after 14 years, I went up by revelation to Jerusalem. Do you know why Paul went to Jerusalem? He went to see the apostles that were respected. He presented what God has laid in his heart to them. Because he realized that they're so, it's so important that when we bring God to what we are accountable in what we do. And so Paul was saying in verse 2 that we don't want to distort the word of God. And we want to commend this word to God's people. I've looked at the latter part of verse 2. He said we're commending ourselves before God to everyone's conscience. So this morning, what I'm bringing to you, I'm commending this word to you. I'm saying, look, this is what God is saying. And I'm commending this word to you this morning. What should be your response as well? So when I commend God's word to you, I expect you to go back home as well. In Acts 17, the Bible talks about these Berean Christians. The Bible says they will go back and search thoroughly what Paul has said to make sure that what he's saying is true. So I expect you as well that when you go back home, you can come and challenge you. Say, can you explain what you just said? Because I don't want, we don't want to stand here and just feed you guys. We want you to be able to challenge what we're saying as well because that is how we grow. The Berean Christian will go back and search this word to make sure that what Paul has said is true. And after all this, Paul said in verse 3, that despite this ministry that God has given to us, if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. I will come back to that shortly. And then in verse 7, he said, Now we have this treasure in clay jars. And so my fourth point I want to talk about today is, what is this treasure? Where is it found? And why would God decide to put a treasure in clay jars? And what more this clay jars do? Wow. We have this treasure in jars of clay. So what is this treasure? Anyone? What is this treasure that Paul is talking about? So we have this treasure in jars of clay. So if the treasure is not the clay, what then is the treasure? But we have to go to verse 6 again to understand what this treasure is all about. In verse 6, the Bible says, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of God's glory in the face of Jesus. The treasure 
is the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Hallelujah! Wow! If you look at the NLT translation, I love how it says it. It says, we now have this light shining in our heart, but we ourselves are like fragile clays containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. We have this light shining. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, there's a light shining in you. The light of the glory of God. Oh, my goodness. Without this light, we cannot see the things that God has prepared for us. Oh, we have this light of the knowledge of the glory of God. This is the greatest treasure any man can have. And Paul gave a reason why not everyone has access to this. In verse 3 to 6, you know what it says? In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them. So if you're in this place this morning and you have not seen this light, oh, how I heard you with the whole of my heart. Yeah, this light coming to your heart today. This light, this, this light changes everything. Changes everything. It said the God of this world has blinded their mind from seeing the light of the gospel who is the image of God. Do you have this treasure inside of you? I command you to receive this light today. And you know what? You know, when I was, when I was preparing for this this morning, I said, if I were to ask you this morning, where is the most powerful place on earth? Where do you think is the most powerful place on earth? Do you know, guys, in this place, this place is one of the most powerful places on earth. Because we have a treasure, the greatest treasure any man can possibly have inside of you. Guys, you don't know how dangerous we are. You we, honestly, we... You see, we don't know how vital, how dangerous we are as Christians. There's something we carry. We carry the treasure on the inside of us. The light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Do you know what? If you look at 2 Corinthians 3, the Bible talks about Moses. That Moses had the ministry that was called the ministry unto death. And do you know what? When Moses encountered God, do you know what happened to Moses? His face shone. And when Israel saw Moses, they could not even look at his, his face because the glory was just too much. They had to cover their faces. And do you know what Paul said? Oh, my word. If you look at 2 Corinthians 3, he's not, he's not on the screen. He said, he said, can you imagine what Moses had? What we have is even more glorious than what Moses encountered. Amen. My goodness. Honestly, we don't, we don't know what we carry. We don't know who we are. We, we, we are dangerous beings, man. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, when you go to your, your office, you, you say, I carry something. I carry a treasure. I carry God, divinity in my humanity. 
You know what, you know, the Bible says that, it, that um, some people perish for lack of knowledge. It was here four six. If you look at Psalm 82, it says, it said, they are gods and sons of the most. I said, but they would die like men and fall like one of the princes. Because it said, they know not, neither do they understand. Guys, this morning, I just have just come here to just say to you, there's so much about your life. And you know what? I'm not talking about, because I've said you a lot. And now, this is not motivation. I'm not going to say, oh, you are this. No, no, no. Look, because we'll come to see why God will do what he's doing. God has a treasure, and he put this treasure somewhere. And that's the next question. Where is this treasure found? This guy knew I need some water. I got some there. Yeah, she's going to point my out to you guys this morning. Yeah, where is this treasure found? Where? Jars of clay. I heard a guy and he said, this is an oxymoron. A treasure in a jar of clay. Right now, God, I mean... I don't understand what God was thinking. Ethan, honestly, I don't understand what God was thinking, Ethan. Can you imagine, Ethan, that God has a treasure, and then they put the treasure in a jar of clay. Who does that? Who does that? Why would God choose something breakable to put something valuable? How would you put something so expensive and something so useless, breakable. You know what is said in Isaiah 55? My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. God is not looking for treasure chest. He's looking for clay jars. Ordinary men and women, they're not perfect, but they know they have the light of God in them. You see, I've talked about this treasure. But do you know what? God has placed this treasure in jars of clay. In ordinary people. God found a clay jar like Peter. A man who denied him three times. Yet stood and 3,000 men got saved. <clears throat> do you know if Paul was alive today? Do you know that Paul probably would not have a ministry? Because Paul, that guy was terrible. That guy oversaw the killing of Stephen. That guy persecuted the church. And yet God found this broken man. Can you imagine the hardened criminal being used of God? That's like Paul. God found a man like Paul and say, I know you're broken. But in, in this brokenness, I'm going to use you for my glory. And that's the reason why, if you look at 1 Corinthians 1, I think that should be on the board, on the screen. It said, there's something that God does, which is so, just unbelievable. If 1 Corinthians 1, it says, so God has chosen what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God has chosen what is weak 
to shame the strong. What is insignificant and despised in the world? What is viewed as nothing to bring to nothing what is viewed as something? So that no one can may boast in his presence. The reason why God chooses clay jars is because of his glory. And we'll come to that very shortly. And I want to charge you this morning. You might look so insignificant. You might like, what about me? What about me? And God is saying that it's all about you. You are the right candidate for my glory to be revealed in. I look at myself and there's nothing special about me. There's nothing special about me. You know, I came to this country when, maybe 16 plus years ago. And when I came, I didn't even realize I'd be standing before people like you to bring God's word. I felt like, oh, I'm, in fact, what, the, the first few years I came to the UK, I was running. I didn't want to do like, uh, when, I was, when I was in my master's then, and people, oh, Dio, can you come and do this? I'm like, no, I'm not interested. I don't want to do anything like God and everything. I just want to just be myself, maybe make some money and, and all that. And I felt like I can just run away from God and not do all this, you know, preaching and all that. And in my brokenness, God found me. And I stand before people to bring God's word. And I look at myself, I'm not the most qualified. But God put his treasure in jars of clay. You might look at yourself and say, there's nothing great about me. Do you know what they asked about Jesus? Was it Nathaniel that met, G, that met one of the disciples? You know what they, what, do you know what he asked? He said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? <coughs> and do you know what he said? Come and see. And I feel God is saying to you, can anything good come out of your life? And God is saying, come and see what I can use Handy to do. Come and see what I can use Helen to do. Come and see what I can use Francis. Come and see. The world is yet to see what God can use you to do. There's so much more. We've, we've sung this one. There's much more than this. There's much more than this. And why would God decide to put his treasure in clay jars? And verse 7 says it all. It says, so that this extraordinary power may be of God and not of ourselves. I think the next one. Two Corinthians four says we look at different uh, uh, versions. Um, I'm sure you, you have different versions there. It says the NIV said all surpassing power. The CV says surpassing power, real power. The New King James says the excellence of the power and the exceeding greatness of the power of God. So the reason why God decided to put this treasure in clay jars. Is that the glory goes to him. That's the reason. So when God begins to use you to do great things, we're not, we, we ourselves, we can do nothing. Peter said to the man at the gate called Beautiful, 
Just silver and gold. I've got none. But such I have. I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Guys, this year we will see great things in our church. And I'm saying I will see great things in this place. Because, but when things are happening, we are saying that it is not of ourselves, but it is of God. So when you're saying, God, I'm a clear jar, use me. And God begins to do great things through you. We give him the glory. We is not of ourselves. We see men gather here today. There's nothing we have done. I don't think Duncan has any church growth strategy that he has used to bring people. I don't think there's anything special, but people are coming. So it is not a function of the most amazing Facebook post that Jason brings every, every week. It's nothing about that. Those things have their own place. It's all about something much more that God brings. And by the way, you guys need to be looking at those Facebook posts as well. I like it. <laughs> it's very important. Sorry, Jason. God takes us through a journey of brokenness so that we become a comfort to others. Are you in this place? You've gone through something. Sometimes God uses what you have gone through to be a blessing to others. I think it's in 2 Corinthians 1 or 1 Corinthians. I think it's 2 Corinthians 1, I think verse 3. It said that blessed be the God of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who comfort us in all our troubles. That we may comfort others with the same comfort we have received. So when you go to stuff, you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for his glory. Because men will come to you and say, how have you done it? And you say, ah, oh, there's a God that helps. His name is Jehovah God. And so we point men to him because of what he has done. But what must this clay jars do? And that's my last point, and then we're going to have some time to pray. I think we need to pray this morning. Um, what must you do as a clay jar? You're rubbish anyway, quote and unquote. So if I know that I'm a clay jar, I can break easily, what should I do? What should I do? Let's go to Jeremiah 18 very quickly. Jeremiah 18, verse 1. And I must always bring a journey into my message. Because last night I brought journey, so I have to bring a journey into my message again. So actually on Tuesday, John brought a prophetic word about clay jars. Remember? Yeah, and he didn't know I was going to preach about this this morning. So Johnny has to feature my message all the time. So there you are, your moment of glory. Good. Jo- Jeremiah 18, um, verse 1. It says, and the word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down at, the, at once to the potter's house. And I will show you, I will reveal my words to you. So I went down to the potter's house. And there he was, walking away at the will. But the jar he was making from the clay became flawed in the potter's hand. So he made it into another jar. And it seemed right for him to do. The word of the Lord came to me, house of Israel. Can I not treat you as the potter treats his clay? This is the declaration. Just like clay in the hand, in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, house of Israel, house of Christ Church Pharaoh. When we come to God, we say, God, we are clay jars. We of ourselves can do nothing. 
You are the porter. Lord, we bring our lives to you. We bring ourselves to you every day. Mold us. Make us. When we talk about, you know, people that God is filling us. God is not, uh, and I remember what um, Duncan said two weeks ago about leaks. No. If you look at 2 Corinthians 3, the Bible talks about in verse, last verse, that we've been transformed into his image. So when we, so we go, we are clear job, we come to God and say, God, this is me. Mold me. You are the porter. You are the one that can make something great out of this. And as we come in our brokenness to God, guess what happens? It begins to shine his light. The treasure begins to come out. And people look at you and say, how are you doing this? I'm like, there's nothing special about me. But 1 John 4, 4 said, there's a greater force that lives in me. 1 John 4 said, greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. So I know I carry. I'm, I'm not ordinary, man. I'm not. I'm not. Do you know, guys, in this place, we can, we can, we can really, oh, my goodness. I, I don't know. I'm just, I, there's something I'm seeing, guys. In this, we, we are dangerous people. I mean, honestly, we, we can pray for the sick, and the sick will be healed. Amen. Can you believe that? Where else? Where else? And even if God does not do it, we still give him the glory. How does that work? Friends, in this, look, bring the sick here. We'll pray for them. And God will do what he wants to do. It's a miracle working God. We're not, the, it is not, we are, so when, so when so, now we're going to pray for the sick this morning. And we're saying to God, we are jars of clay. It's not about me. I'm just a broken guy. <coughs> but I have a treasure. And somebody I pray for somebody, I say, God, let the light in me bless this person. Because anytime, you know why God does it? For his glory. So when we pray for the sick and the sick get healed, it is not because, oh, Dio is amazing, or Duncan is, has prayed for 21 days, pray and fasting. No. When things happen, we don't ascribe it to ourselves. We just say, look, we are, we're just men, men like you guys. But God's glory is the ultimate. And that's why we're going to pray this morning. We're going to pray for the sick. We're going to pray for the youth. We're going to pray, we look at them like jars of clay. I mean, look at those guys at the back. They're like jars of clay. They don't look anything. <laughs> but do you know what? In those lives there, don't underestimate them. What God can do through those ones. Don't underestimate. You'll be surprised what you see, God can give them like creativity things. And they'll begin to produce results. I'm like, how? And we say, the glory goes to him. So at the round, I would like to brought the band to come. Um, I just want to close with a few thoughts. You are not a normal person. 
You are not normal. You are abnormal. Amen. Why? You carry goodness. You carry God on the inside of you. My goodness. You should walk majestically. My goodness. You know what? <coughs> you know, I, but don't do this. You just go, guys, I've got something in me. I'm pregnant. The treasure of God on the inside of me. I carry divinity in my humanity. And friends, do you know why I'm saying this? That should make you, when you, you see, uh, I, I was saying this to, to, I'll just say this very quick. I was saying this to uh, somebody in their 20s. I was like, oh, well, you can do what you like. I'm like, no, you can't do what you like because you have the treasure on the inside of you. You can't carry yourself anyhow. You know, when you wear something valuable, you are very careful, isn't it? You know, you know the ladies, when you wear something valuable and then you see clay, you see everything muddy, would you want to put your... No. Say, no, you, don't, you, you, you carry yourself because you know there's something that God has put on the inside of you. So I want to pray for four people this morning as we, as we, we sing a song. The first category are the youth. And when I was praying, I felt <clears throat> that we should pray for them. And I just wanted to pray for them. So, um, are they Gen Z or what, what, what gen are they now? Who knows? Guys at the back. What's up, guys? Yo, what's up? We're going to pray for you, yo. So you guys stand up, just speaking the line. <laughs> Sorry, so you guys are going to put it on one side. We're going to pray for you. Um, <clears throat> so it's only me that can do this. Sorry. So just when you have the space, just do what you can. Uh, so we're going to pray for our youth. And we're going to be asking that. We're going to say, God, we hand this over to you. We hand this amazing vessels to you, oh God. That, Lord, you will use these clay jars, these boys and girls that are so unassuming. They look so fragile that let your light shine through them. I'm going to be asking Jeff to, and Laurie to do this for us, and Francis and Margaret to really pray over this kid for us. And just pray your best prayer you can ever pray for them. They look so unassuming, but God brings something out of them. I just want to pray for those who have. I know a few of us have, have had diagnosis. So if you have a, a diagnosis here, and I want, we want to pray for you. We want to say, God, in this broken state, in this challenging state, Lord, would you bring your light out of this? So please, if you have any conditions, just we're going to pray for healing. I'm going to pray that God will shine his light in this jars of clay. And if you're working or you're a business owner, we want to pray for you as well. We're going to say, God, in my place of work, let this treasure come forth, Lord. I don't know how you're going to do it, but Lord, would you cause your light to shine forth in my place of work? And if you're feeling broken this morning, you can come to the porter. I said, Lord, I'm broken. I'm a jar anyway. 
Kledra. I will make mistakes. But Lord, just mold me this morning. Lord, just use me. I'm not, I'm nothing. That's what I do. I'm like, God, I'm nothing. And that's why God can use me. So God, I'm nothing. Just use me for your glory this morning. Okay? So I'm going to do, so if, if you have a condition, anything, uh, I think I'll leave that to Jason and, and Duncan to, to, to pray for them. So you can raise them. If you want to gather in one place as well, that's fine. Whatever you want to do, we've got like five, six minutes. Let's just do business with God, please. Let's just, let's just do business with God. So, yeah, you can pray for those ones at the back. If you have any conditions, you can raise your hand or we can, oh, hmm? Yeah, okay, so if you have a condition or you want people to pray for you, as a God, just use me. Let's go to the other side there. Okay, so uh, Duncan and, and um, <coughs> Jason will be on the other side. So please, can you, you can stand. They will pray for you and, 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 and trust God to do great things in your life. We want to come forward as well. I'm here to pray for you. And then the song has been sung. Just stay where you are. Just pray. And say, God... I bring myself to you, use me.